Welcome back to another episode of Disc Read Error, a PlayStation 2 podcast, where every week we dive into the extensive and fascinating library of the best-selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week, uh, we're talking about Jack and Daxter. In a universe parallel to ours, where adventures unlike anything you've ever imagined before await you. Where the mysteries of the past are unveiled and darkness broods, there looms a beacon of hope. I'm Daxter. He's Jack. He's with me. A new legacy is born, ready for everyone. Stay fuzzy. Save the world. Which, spoiler alert, is great. Fucking great. And a game that I completely missed. Same. And I feel like I was like the right age for it, I guess. The game came out in... On December 3rd, 2001, which is like around the time like the Xbox came out. Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah. The Xbox came out like Christmas 2001. It was developed by Naughty Dog, yeah. uh, famous developers of Crash Bandicoot. At the time. At the time. Now you know for some other stuff. Yeah, now yeah. you know uh, them for uh, remaking The Last of Us 17 million times. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, whatchamacallum, Drake, the Drake series, the Uncharted. Yeah, Dr- yeah, the Drake series where you uh, you're a Cana- French Canadian rapper who walks around uh, right. grooming young girls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I miss I miss I kind of miss this. I think it was I don't know. I in 2001 I was in seventh grade, yeah. so I think it was one of those things where uh, I was that age where you are still very much a kid, but yeah. you're like I'm not a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a teenager. Yeah. I remember the ads for this game. Yeah, I remember the commercials for this game, but it also seemed like a kid game, kind it of. Did. And I think it's kind of a bummer that yes. I, I missed out on it because I was a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. Mm-hmm. Like, Crash Crash 2 and Crash 3 warped. I mean, warped was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved those games. I played the hell out of those games. Right. I still love those games. Yeah. But being able to co- go back and play it now has been a lot of fun. The and light. I cannot believe how well it holds up. Absolutely, it's a fucking. It delight. shouldn't. It yeah. shouldn't hold up this well. Mm-mm. But uh, let's talk about uh, its development history yes. a little bit. You will not hear the name Neil Druckmann. I believe he wasn't even an intern at Naughty Dog yet. According to uh, sources, and by sources I mean Wikipedia, sure. maybe, by source. Uh, development on Jack and Daxter began in January 1999 as Project Y, <laughs> when Naughty Dog was knee deep in. Crash Team Racing, which is also another awesome game. Naughty Dog was really killing it. They were killing it. But yeah, so they're while they're working on Crash Team Racing, they had a couple people working on Jack and Daxter. And I do believe Naughty Dog was the first North American developer to have a PS2 dev kit. That's cool. So Yeah, they're basically owned. They're like the relationship with Sony even now is you're not going to see these games on Xbox. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the this game was published by Sony. So this oh, is right. technically a first party game. Yeah, you're right. Technically it is. Which is great. It has that feel. It has that polished feel that you get from like first party titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play this game for Five minutes, and I can only imagine if playing it in 2001, this game seems huge. Yes. And not huge by comparison now, where no. it's like you could, you know, it's not like Elden Ring where you can like ride for f- half an hour and right. like not be halfway across the map. Right. But 
for its time, it was huge. Huge. There's a lot to it. There's a lot. And there, like the no loading screens really is great. Fucking great. And it's kind of clever, I think, in the way it's constructed because it's not really open world at all. No. There are clearly delineated stages, but you don't, you know, it's not like Crash where you, there's going to be a lot of Crash Bandicoot references in this because I think this game is very much like Crash Bandicoot and like very much like a spiritual successor to Crash. I was just going to say that. Yeah. But yeah, like in Crash Bandicoot, you'd go through like a portal. Yeah. And then that would load the stage. In this game, you kind of just go into a new zone and it loads the it's stage. It's loading in the background. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's very seamless, but very effective, I think. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I guess uh, we can talk about like kind of the story of the game. Yes. <laughs> it's a very goofy story. I love it. Jack is a, uh, a teenager for all intents and purposes. Sure. He's a teenager with a soul patch, uh, which is great. <laughs> And in the beginning, they're uh, getting up to some hijinks, uh, Jack and Daxter. They're just who kind is... of adventurer mercenaries or something. They're really... Uh, they're just kids, I think. Are they just fucking yeah, around? Yeah, like, Daxter's like a... Yeah, they're just like little elf people. Uh, yeah, going, they are elf people. Yeah, going to a place where they shouldn't be. And in typical, you know, Spielbergian fashion, they uh, hear something they shouldn't and get attacked and... Daxter ends up falling in the goop, gets gooped up. He gets gooped up. Gets gooped up real nice. Falls into like a pit of dark eco. Stuff, yeah. And comes out and is a, oh my God, what do they call him? He's an, uh, (laughs) he's an ossel. He's an otter weasel. Yes. Yeah, he's like an otter weasel. Cracking, cracking wise. Sure is. And I think, I think that's a big strength to this game too, is that you have this like silent, protagonist yeah you know which is which is who you play as and then as kind of like the comic relief you have this wise cracking weasel yep. next to you which is could be very annoying could have been he could he could do the microsoft thing he could be the paperclip he could be clippy yeah he could have been he could yeah. be clippy but he's not no i think the timing of his like cracking wise is very good and the lack of him like really doing it much when you're in your normal gameplay yeah he's is great he kind of like fades into the background so yeah so uh you come back to this mm, i think he's a mage i think they call him a mage yeah yeah and a shaman or something yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, you know, I turned into a weasel. I turned into an otter weasel. Uh, what do I do? And he's like, well, you got to find this guy, but you got to collect a bunch of shit first. Yep. And it's not, <laughs> you know, it's not breaking any ground as far as like objective based gaming. No. But it is very fun. Super fun. It is very it's fun. So fun. you have to collect, there's a bunch of things to collect in this game. You collect precursor orbs. Mm <laughs> hmm. Which are like the main currency of the game. Yep. You will collect eco, which like there's several kinds. Some of them restore your health. Some of them give you more powers. Run uh, faster. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, the blue one lets you suck all the other precursor orbs around you into your body, which is great. It's yeah. like a magnet, which is awesome. Makes you run faster, jump higher. Yeah. And you need to open doors and such. And the main objective in the game is to collect power cells. Mm-hmm. Which all of your main story objectives kind of revolve around collecting a certain number of power cells. Yeah. 
And you'll get those in a variety of ways. Some of them you just find. Yeah. Some of them you just find. Some of them you get from basically completing quests, which is one of my favorite parts of this game. My absolute favorite part. It's so good. The main story is one thing, but most of your time is spent doing quests for people on this island to get their power cells. Little villagers and huts. Yeah, Yeah. little villagers and huts, little miners and caves. Yeah. All kinds of things like that. So it's like, push this egg off this cliff, and I'll give you a power cell. Uh, give me 90 precursor orbs. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them that would want 90 for some reason. Yeah, it's not 100. Yeah, yeah. it's not 100. It's 90. You know, there's... there's And it, it can get a little repetitive, but I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to jump in and ask you something, if you, in your opinion, on something about these villagers. Did you notice there were multiple villagers with eye patches? Yeah, like something happened. <laughs> right? Like in my life, when you see someone, and I'm, this is no offense to anyone with an eye patch, of course. If we, are, you see, we are. We are pro. We are pro. I mean, I don't know if we're pro. Okay, we're I not pro eye patch. We are. We are. Uh, allies? We are support, yes, we are. We are allies to the ocularly impaired. Yeah. If I see someone at CVS, not that that happens there necessarily, but wherever, with an eye patch. Well, that's where you'd buy an eye patch. That's true. Yeah. But it's notable. You're like, that guy's not bad. You're not going to stare at him, hopefully, but you're going to note that guy has an eye patch. Yeah. I've never in my life, and I'm up there in years, seen two people with eye patches on the same day. Yeah. Unless like I was at a bad dart players convention or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, this island they live on had like a maybe like a bad pink eye outbreak. Or Must have been because they were and they were like and they don't got the cream on that island. So. No, and they've got they've got like good eye patches. Yeah. I just noticed that I was like, what's going artisanal on? Artisanal eye patches, yeah, they... <laughs> leather eye patches. Hand, These are good, handcrafted yeah. Etsy eye patches. These aren't temporary like the metal thing with the yeah. mesh that you tape to your face. Yeah. These people are like, I'm never getting an eye back, and I don't want people to see yeah. what's under there. Yeah, it's definitely a weird world. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's like uh, one of the first people you get a quest. It might be the first person you get a quest from, to be honest, is like uh, the mayor. Yeah. But he also like runs what is basically like a power plant. Kind yeah. Of thing, which is weird. Very weird. And part of your quest is to like re- jumpstart his like gear generator yeah. thing yeah. by like pointing mirrors. It's very weird. Very weird. Uh, and then there's like a sculptor guy looking for his muse, which is this like shiny square thing which is cool that's very cool yeah and then there's like a knight at one point and then there's miners and one of them has like a bird cage on his head with a canary in it and like a has like a candle as like a headlamp yeah and then this is a weird world there's a lot there's a lot of clashing themes here but it all kind of works and you all you kind of buy it yeah i did not beat this game neither did i but I'm still playing it, so I'm going to yeah. keep playing it. Like, yeah. It's in my rotation. Yeah. I mean, I've got I got fairly decently far. But one thing I did notice uh, is there is not really many boss fights. No. And I've done two bosses. And from what I can tell from watching long plays and looking online, there's only three bosses in this really? whole game. And yeah. I guess the plant one, which is kind of like... I think it's really the first one you can encounter. Yeah. Um, it's completely optional. You don't have to do oh, it. Oh, I didn't know that was optional. Yeah, you didn't have to do it. Oh. But I was, one of the things I want to talk about is the controls of this game, because I think this game controls 
Like extremely well. Yes. I mean, uh, I know what you're thinking, and yes, it has a double jump. Yeah. In fact, it has a triple jump. Yeah. Kind of. Because you can double jump, and then you can spin and get a little bit higher. Yes. Which is great. And it feels very intuitive. Feels very good. It feels good in the way that Crash Bandicoot feels. Yes. You know, maybe a little better because there's more. This game feels like Crash Bandicoot uh, untethered. Yeah. Like, if you let Crash exist in a world where he didn't have to, like, go down, like, a straight path, mm. I think that you kind of end up here. Yeah, that's the way a good way to think about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do that? That sounds like a great time. It is a great time. Yeah. Dying in this game comes up on you real quick. Real, and it's... You don't really know if you're close to death. That's one thing I was like, oh... Yeah, your heart thing, like, some enemies hit you and it takes a whole chunk of, like, your health meter. Sometimes they hit you and it just, like, makes your health meter start blinking, kind of. And it's, yeah, so death can come up on you real fast. I've been hit by those spiky logs, like, a million million times. times. Yeah, those are the worst. Um, But at its core, this is, you know, this is a platformer. There's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of, like, trying to figure out ways to get places. There's... I wouldn't say this is like a hyper precise platformer. No. This isn't, you know, Castlevania adventure where unless you're like the rain man of platforming games, you can't possibly beat it. Right. Um, in fact, I don't think this game is very hard at all. Mm. Uh, but it is very fun. It's fun. And it's challenging enough. Yeah. It like, kind of hits that balance. I feel like it. the grabbing onto a ledge mechanic, they're real, real. They give you a lot there. Oh, definitely. You don't have to be that close for your guy to whoop, grab the ledge. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I missed. I'm, there were moments where I was like, oh, I missed that. Oh, I didn't miss that jump. Yeah. I, I mean, I did, but the game was like, eh, close one, enough. One of the things that messed with me a lot was there's uh, various platforms where that flip over and into like a tron- like a pyramid, and you'll so you'll slide off of them. Right. And the first time you do it, you don't really realize until mid-jump that it's happening, and it's just like, oh, well, I died. I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I died. Oh, now I'm dead now. Yeah. Another thing about the controls is, and I didn't, I'll tell you, I didn't have documentation for those games. I didn't have, I didn't know what the buttons <laughs> did. There were things I discovered as I play, like the, I think it's like a dash button. If you like dash jump or something or attack jump, you do like a special move. Yeah. that yeah. There's a bunch of like combinations of stuff. So yeah. you like, you know, you have your dash, you have your roll jump, you have like a jump and like smash. Yeah. You have your like jump and twist kick yep. kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of variation. Considering that you really only have like two attack buttons and like kind of a jump button, with a combination of those things, there's like actually a lot. Quite there's a, few. a lot of movement yeah. uh options here. And it makes it feel very, you know, dynamic. Yeah. And fun. Super fun. One of the few things in this game that really kind of bugged me is the wonky camera. The camera's really wonky. Yeah, the camera's kind of reversed. Yeah. So I think this is right as this is, I mean, 2001 feels like it's the beginning of the, what is still today, like the standard in like the left stick, right stick kind of left stick moves, right stick's camera. And the right stick on this is reversed. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Not too much. You can't look up or down. Which you find out very quickly. There's a quest pretty early on where you have to like adjust these mirrors to like make yeah. a beam of light go all the way across. Yeah. And finding them is difficult once unless you like can unless you have great spatial awareness in this video game. Like it's kind it can be a little difficult to find the next one uh, once you get down from the platform yeah. because 
you can't look up really. You can't look down really. Mm. And what I also noticed too is the camera gets stuck. Yes. On the scenery a lot. It's on objects. Yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. So you know if you're going through a cave or a tunnel, a jungle like, even, you get hit with the trees. Yeah. yeah. You hit the trees. Sometimes it gets it gets hung up on enemies. It gets hung up on a lot of stuff. Um, which can be kind of frustrating. Yeah. But overall, I don't think it's a deal breaker. And I don't think that it, uh, I don't think it takes too much away from the game being fun. No. It's still a pretty good experience. You know, it just has like a couple speed bumps. Yeah. Due to the time. I mean, it's a 21 year old game. Yeah. You know, but it fucking holds up. It does. It is. It is an awesome, good time. It runs smooth. I don't, I'm not like a frame rate nerd. I don't mm-hmm. know much about that, but it seems like it has a pretty locked frame rate. Yeah, it is. And it's smooth. It's smooth as fuck. It yeah. is really smooth. Way smoother than you would think for this old of a game. And I'm kind of excited. It makes me excited to play the rest of them. Me too. Like, I yeah. I slept on this series. Like, yeah. I do not know this I have not played a single, uh, until now, I haven't played a single Jack and Daxter game. Or I guess I, I guess from now on it's kind of just Jack, right? Yeah, they just start yeah, calling Jack, him Jack two, Jack three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just funny because he still yeah. doesn't talk. It's like Jack X yeah. Combat Racing, I yeah. think is one. Jesus, which is oh, uh, great. we just spoiled it though. I mean, he's saying he still doesn't talk because uh, what's his name does not get returned to uh, to form, right? I have no idea. I don't think I know does. Jack talks eventually. Oh, so they dropped Daxter. I don't know if they dropped Daxter. I think he just talks at one point. I don't know. It's like Silent Bob. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, I don't want to hear him talk. Yeah, what does he got to say? Yeah, have a soul patch and shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Just jump on shit. Yeah. Smash those fucking... Hop, hop. Yeah. Hop on pop. Those fire-breathing motherfuckers that yeah. kept fucking with me on the first started playing. You just got to hop on pop. Hop on pop. Um, I did watch the ending cutscene for this game, and it has like a Pulp Fiction kind of thing. <laughs> where it's it? like this big shiny thing, and you don't know what it is, but apparently it's revealed in the second game. Okay. But no. Uh, well, the guy who's supposed to turn Daxter back is the bad guy. Is the bad guy, guy. yeah. That's so right. it's like, yeah, that's oh, right. well, yeah. I guess this doesn't quite work out. Yeah. And uh, his motivations are very lame. Right. <laughs> uh, t- you know, pinky in the brain style shit let's take over the world with dark eco uh which is great i love it i i don't think you know as much as i love games that have like complicated stories yeah. and like in-depth stuff you know i like a game with like a simple goofy storyline yeah and that's this yeah but and i'm glad way. that as an adult i can kind of appreciate it and like it took me a long time to get I feel like the the way it goes is you, when you're a kid, you love like the Mario, you love yeah. like the Nintendo bright shiny stuff, and then you get into your edgy years, and you're like, no, yeah, no, mom, I only play Resident Evil now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then as an adult, you can kind of go back, and I'm glad I I'm going, I've gone back to like you know, I love. Them. Mario Odyssey yeah, of course, and the yeah. Kirby's and like all so that good. stuff. Let's talk about the music for a second. Oh yeah. Uh I dig this music. Yeah. Uh it's it feels like it's the Crash Bandicoot music, mm-hmm. but they pulled out all the bass slapping. Yeah. They pulled That's out like the bass. It's still jungle drums. Right. Um but no like you know, not that fun bass stuff that's in Crash Bandicoot, which is fine because I don't think I think the music is not very front and center in this game. Either. It's not. It's it, kind it, of just constant a constant like soundtrack in the background. Yeah, it feels just like something like native, like you're saying native drums. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, it's fine. It works. Yeah. It, it works. It feels good. It feels right to the environment. Mm. Um, it doesn't like get out of control. No, 
Yeah, it doesn't get doesn't get goofy on you. There's not like orchestral uh, swells during the boss yeah. fights or anything. And I think it's important. I think I think music is super important for platformers. I mean, can you imagine Mario without? Oh yeah, it's not famous at all. Yeah, yeah, like it needs. I think platformers are low key rhythm games. Okay, like you know, I think. The more rhythm you have, I think the better you kind of can be at platformers. Yeah. And I think part of that is like the music. I think if it, if a platformer has good music, I think that's what I think that's one of the things I really love about Crash Bandicoot as well is like the music is great. Yeah. And it kind of like gets you into a groove it sets to, the do, to do your thing. Yeah. yeah. The music was done by Josh Mansell, who I guess did all did all of Naughty Dog's music up and up through Jack 3. Okay. So, I guess if he did the music for Crash, this would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. He just pulled his bass lines out. He's like, yeah. I did all this stuff. He was yeah. Like, yeah. He was like, look. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this good? They're yeah. Like, sure, whatever. It's like when you, when you turn in a paper and you just removed all, like, the, you know, the contractions. Right. Is that what they're called? Yeah. They can't. Yeah. yeah. Removed all the contracts. It's like, yay. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Look at this new, something new. Yeah. Here's my new stuff. Yeah. This Pay is me. New. Yeah. This game is great. Fucking fantastic. I would say I give this game. Four and a half out of five precursor orbs. Hmm, four and a half. You're right. I have to leave. You have to leave room, don't you? For, yeah. Because uh, this isn't a perfect game. No, it's not. It's not a perfect game. And I might even, because of that, I think I'd go four. Yeah. Four precursor orbs. Yeah. The camera, and it's it's good. But here's the thing. I know there are sequels, and I'm hoping yeah. that we get to the sequel. I'd be like, I don't even want to give that a four and a half. Like, what if a sequel is like? Almost perfect, so I give that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, you know what? I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it four, four as well. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I mean I'm only a little aware of people's opinions on these games. I'm not really, yeah. And I think people, I think there's like a little consensus that this is one of the worst ones. Wow, I'm excited. But I mean, I I think it's, I mean, I don't really hear anything bad about any of them. Highly recommend if you. If you can find a copy, if you can find a way to play this game, play this game if you haven't. Yes, play it. Uh, it's relatively cheap. If you're looking to buy it on like a, you know, an actual hard copy. Yeah. You can probably find it on eBay or on a whatnot stream. A or whatnot stream. For like 8 to $12. Yeah. yeah. Complete with a map and everything, which is awesome. Definitely worth it. Okay, well, that was Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy from 2001 for, of course, the Sony PlayStation. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And check us out every PS Tuesday. Tuesday. You can find me on Whatnot at Funeral Casual. You can also find me on Instagram at Funeral Casual Games or the podcast. Uh, and don't forget me at Ian Golden Games. Most of our socials are Discreet Era Pod. You can find us on Twitter at DRE the PS2 Pod because Disc Read Air Pod was too long and Disc Read Air was taken. There you go. So thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. Bada bing, bada boom.